its chair. How to get burned? How to get burned? And loathing. Yeah. Just steal the scene with like smoldered sex appeal or something. I want to play a game. Give me some bullshit, you know, to counteract yeah, want, all the joy. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm gonna stop you right there for a second. I win! I win! <laughs> Hello again and welcome to another episode of Cheer and Loathing, featuring myself, Casey, as Loathing, and over there we have the effervescent Cheer. Hello, everyone. And what's your real name? Come on. Uh, my, my real name? Oh, I thought that was a secret. My real name is Stephanie. <laughs> ah, well, there we go. God, it's not like we've done 26 episodes of this or anything. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought I didn't realize we had to do the same thing every single time. I thought maybe we could have it's, some flexibility, mix it up a little bit. But no, that's fine. No, it's an intro. It's <laughs> that's the how often do theme songs change? How often do oh opening God. credit scenes change in TV shows? Never. Well, I wouldn't say never. Do you watch anime? No, we've gone over this. They change them all the time, and it's fantastic. Well, that's why nobody likes anime. It's not true. People love anime. Y yeah, well, those people don't count. All right, well, that's sad. <laughs> they count to me. I love those people. Well, you would. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, what do we got going on this week? Okay, so uh, this week, inspired by the recent release of Candyman, we're going to be talking about urban legends. Now, the new Candyman is a reimagining of and a spiritual sequel to perhaps one of the most well-known and beloved urban legend films in horror history. Essentially, it's about temptation, the overwhelming power of human curiosity and our innate desire to do the very thing we are warned not to do, regardless of the consequences. So we picked two other films which also explore that inexplicable call to tempt fate. We each picked a film we had not yet seen, Casey picked a 2012 film called Smiley mm -hmm. about an infamous internet killer. Yeah, um, Yeah, who, uh, much <laughs> like Candyman, comes when you summon him. Um, I picked the 2019 film Antrim, which is a mockumentary about the deadliest film ever made. Now, Casey, I, uh, I want to start with your pick. Okay. Because I am dying to hear what you thought <laughs> um ever since you told me your pick uh, i tried so hard not to comment because i had seen this one you had um, seen it before okay i had um i tried not to comment i was like okay great but i've been anxiously awaiting this episode uh until <laughs> we could talk about it <laughs> um do you want to do any kind of intro into this masterpiece, or should we just get right into it? I mean, I'll I'll just you know go over the Rotten Tomato scores of a whopping seventeen percent and a thirty percent <laughs> audience score. Um, I don't think there's much of a consensus on it, really. Uh, can I before before we get into this? Can mm -hmm. I please ask you one very important question? Sure. I want to know what made you pick this film. Was it just like a, oh, that's an urban legend film, I haven't seen it, I picked it? Or did you do some research? Did you know anything about it? Um, when it came out in 2012, uh, I really wanted to see it. Um, because it was like, it was it's like a YouTube movie, essentially. It's got a bunch of, like, the OG YouTubers in it. Uh -huh. uh, and I think the guy who created it had something to do with a YouTube channel at some point in time. Uh, along those lines, anyway. And I love me some YouTube. Like, I watch YouTube more than I watch anything else so 
for some reason, I never saw it. I guess it never really got like a wide release. I'm not sure if it was readily available in Canada at the time of its release. And then it just kind of went by the wayside, kind of forgot about it. And then you mentioned urban legends. I'm like, oh, yeah, that kind of had something to do with like an urban legend thing. Let's let's fucking do that. Let's watch that. That wonderful piece of movie making right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I watched it and I think I might have seen pieces of it before because a lot of things like rang really familiar while watching it but I don't remember like its entirety for some reason I remember Tobuscus Toby Turner the the smart ass from the the class I think his name is Mark in the movie um I remember like all his scenes for some reason unless he like featured heavily in the trailers but uh yeah so Smiley uh, as you said is an urban legend about a Internet killer where you type in on like a chat roulette style website or Meagle or whatever those ones are called. You type to a random person, you go, I did it for the lulls three times. And this, I don't know if it's supposed to be a mask or not, but this, it's a generally creepy looking mask face thing. Mm-hmm. Pops up behind you and stabs you or slices your throat or gouges your eye out or kills you in some way, shape or form. A la Candyman or Bloody Mary, or any of those traditional urban legends, just, I guess, kind of updated for the uh, 21st century. Yeah, and, um, so, so what did you think about Smiley? What did I think about Smiley? Yeah, first impressions. (laughs) Well, Uh I think it was a little bit out of its time. I think this genre what they were trying to do would have been better set like if it were made early 2000s late 90s of course like the internet wasn't really much of a thing back then but it just felt out of place for the time i I could see it doing really well theatrically in like you know like the scream or the uh i know you did last summer uh, time frame of movies because that's when a lot came out this kind of this was like a 2012 i think was the start of like the whole conjuring supernatural ghost stuff. So it kind of probably fell by the wayside. A lot of people didn't like it because of that. I mm. didn't hate it. Mm. Uh, it wasn't great, but it was fun. The acting was meh at best. Uh, the story was interesting, um, especially a little twist at the end. That was kind of cool, I guess. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I like. I, said, I didn't hate it. Uh, it like I said, the acting was. Let's just say it was atrocious. It was fucking terrible. But what they were trying to do, I didn't think was the worst thing in the world. And for what I believe was a first-time filmmaker, I could be wrong on that. Uh, not not a terrible, not a terrible outing, I yeah. should say. So, do you remember way back when we first started this little venture, and we we would kind of casually talk about how much fun it would be if we could find a film that uh, you actually loved and that I hated and we can sort of switch places. But then we talked about it and and I said, oh, that's not really possible because I love everything and you hate everything and we're just never going to, we're never going to make that happen. (laughs) You hated this? We are going to make that happen today. We are going to make our dreams come true. All right. I think this movie is an abomination. And wait, 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 wait. And for this me movie to say that, is an abomination. This movie is the person who thinks Nicolas Cage is the greatest actor to have ever graced the planet 
I am far from the only person who thinks that, Casey. There is a whole world of people who agree that Nick Cage is a masterclass in acting genius. You didn't hate Party Bus to Hell. But you hate this. Like, this is mediocre at best and worst. Like, what what did you hate about it? Aren't you the person who said that mediocre is, like, the worst thing that you can be? Uh, No, I... I, I Silence. Like, no, I'm trying to think. I know we've had this conversation. I think you... Well, I mean, mediocre is terrible. Yes, it's not great. My biggest faux pas, the thing I hate the most, is uh, one of two things. Either intentionally making something so bad that it's quote-unquote good i fucking hate that it's lazy or being overly pretentious i don't like those either mediocre is yeah it's forgettable and yes i will forget about this movie but while watching it i had i don't want to say fun but something (laughs) akin to fun you know Um, like a lot of movies I, i watch and about halfway through especially if i don't have any interest in it like 90% of the movies you pick. I'm kind of like, you know, in and out of it. Like I'm watching, but I'm not paying attention somehow. Like, you know, when you're sitting in history class in grade nine or whatever, and you're like, you know, somebody's talking, you know, there's something going on, but you're just like completely zoned out. I kind of do that for a lot of movies uh, or I'll fall asleep. That's I'm famous for that. Uh, but this one I was, you know, I, I paid attention to. And it had some jump scares, I will say, that were very obvious. But there were a couple where I was like, oh, my heart rate spiked probably for half a second there because the loud noise got me or something. But yeah. Yeah. So tell me what you hated. I mean, I don't know how much time we have. Let, Let me say this. I don't know how much there is to actually say is redeeming about this film. I will say (laughs) the one thing that I'll give it one kudos, which is I think the mask is pretty cool. Like -hmm. the posters for this were definitely cool. Mm -hmm. Um, It looks like it could have been, should have been cool. Um, Smiley himself is actually not in the film very much. So in spite of that super cool mask, you don't get very much of it. But that's the urban legend aspect of it. What you do get is an awful lot of uh, really unlikable teens, (laughs) college kids, supposed college kids. They all look about 45 for the most part. No, they're they're actually like, I looked up some, like the lead actress is my age now. So 10 years ago, she would have been 23, 22. So she's passable for young, but a lot of the... A lot of the like frat boy dudes in this. No, they're they're all as far as old. I know. Uh, like Shane Dawson, he's my age too, so he would have been in early twenties. Uh, he was the the nerd guy. Oh, I who, I know who Shane Dawson is. Yeah, we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about Shane Dawson in just a little bit, but yeah, I'm, I'm gonna hold that. I'm pretty sure they're all. Uh, Proxy was also okay. She's a little oh bit older. God. She was born in eighty four. All right, let uh, me say this. They're they're that, all of that's age. That's a good transition. Her name, the people's names in this, it's like, it's, I, I, the writing for this, it's just like, hey, I don't even know what the fuck was going on. So her name is Proxy, which, yeah. who the fuck is named Proxy? Um, there's, let me write, let me see if I can write down some of the names. There's Bender, there's Zane, there's rarely, I think the main girl's name is Ashley, so she's yeah. got a quote unquote normal name, but most yeah. of them are like what the fuck is even happening. Well, I think Binder, Bender, whatever his name was supposed to be, I think that was a nickname. 
maybe a last name. Uh, Zane, Zane. Zane's not uncommon. There's the guy from One Direction called Zane. It's like, I'm trying to think of how to describe it. It's like when you're sitting down to write the script, you're like, oh, this would be really cool. I'll give everybody really edgy, cool names because it's like real internet. Yeah. And like, and I'll like give all these like chat rooms and stuff really like quote unquote cool names. Like the fucking like, which is basically, um, I can't remember the name of that awful site where you would go and there would be like random people you would talk to. And uh, what was that like? chat roulette or something do you remember what the name of that what that was called yeah like the site that they're using in this yeah well in this they call it it's hide called, and go chat yeah which, which is, is all right awful <laughs> no it's not all right um anyway I'm just, I'm to but yeah there, there's there's on. chat chat roulette is one yeah. uh omegle is another one yeah uh, those are the only two i'm familiar with mm-hmm. yeah um, oh my buddy and i used to troll people all the time on that of course you did of course like you he did. he lived he lives in england this guy that guy the nick cage lover and uh, he would go on, but put me on his phone talking to the people, and I would see like his screen, and people would be like, "What the fuck is happening?" It was fun. It was a good time. Yeah, no, that sounds like a great, great time. It was a great time. Um, yeah, in the dialogue, the fucking dialogue in this film. So when first the whole the concept of this. It's like, again, I mentioned there's potential for it to be cool, but it like misses that potential at every known opportunity. And when they're first going to, so she gets this roommate who's, you know, this kind of like sassy, smart ass roommate. Um, actually, like she's pretty fun. Like I kind of like her character. Most of these characters I cannot stand. I can't, I hate <laughs> the main girl. I hate everything about it, most people. Um, but she drags her new roommate Ashley who's like this sort of like ultra good girl goody two shoes like I'm gonna she like her first day in class she asked the teacher like I don't know anybody in the fucking world who does this she goes to her teacher and she says could you just give me all the assignments for the semester and he says why are you gonna be out of town what's going on and she's like no no no, I just like to be really prepared it's that kind of dialogue where they have to set up like oh she's a good girl and she's gonna get dragged into this like you know seedy like underworld kind of aspect but it's so fucking stupid how they set it up like they do it in this like most forced um unnatural arbitrary kind of ways to really hit you over the head with shit and nothing is organic nothing is intelligent nothing is clever it's disgusting and then like there's a scene where okay so she's going to this party which is like a 4chan party yeah which is again like idiotic is that an asian dating site yeah she said ask if it's an asian <laughs> dating site and then her roommate's like oh ha, you're a trip and then she's like oh i'm sorry was that racist yes it's fucking racist this movie is constantly does shit like that where you're like well it's grown inducing it's grown oh, it's a different time man like they used like retarded oh over and over again i'm like man i grew up on that word i'm not allowed to say it anymore that it's is like, another like thing i wrote throwback. where they like and it's not just like they casually say, oh, that's retarded every once in a while, you know. There's like a whole um, <laughs> conversation section. about weird, weird yes. and retarded things. Yeah. <laughs> and they say it like 50 times. Like they really want to hit you over the head with the fact that they're saying retarded as if they're like, again, it feels intentional. It doesn't feel like, oh, we're just using lingo that people used at the time that was is feels inappropriate now. It's like they really wanted to be like, look how edgy we are. We're calling things retarded and we're saying it over and over again. It really like. And I'm not, 
It wasn't edgy, though, at the time. Because it was 2012, man. People were saying that all the time. I don't think that was for edge's sake. If you were to say that in a movie today, it would be edgy's sake. For, like, doing it to, like, push envelopes. But why is it so... Again, it's not... Because that's what internet speak was back in the day. If you ever played an online game between uh, 2009 and maybe 2015, every other word in the all chat was... The F word, like not fuck, but the other F word, N word, R word, as in like sexual assault, R word, and retarded. Those were like the four words that was like your mom was uh, F word, N word, R word, R word. That's all it was. So basically take that. To, like everybody's hearing how like fucking cringy and awful that sounds take that that whole like idea and make a movie about it and that is this movie this movie is that level of like cringe inducing like i don't want to hang like, at the time it wasn't people. it wasn't cringy at the time it was cool at the time it was oh, in vogue never, at the time no, oh Christ. for internet people it was listen to me i okay you know how sometimes i read you my notes like verbatim yes this is the no- a note that i had early on in this movie I'm reading verbatim. Jesus, dot, dot, dot. This dialogue, dot, dot, dot. This acting, dot, dot, dot. These hideous characters. That is my summation of this fucking movie. It makes me, like, angry. It's so terrible. Wow. I know. That's funny. Just because you like some really fucking bad movies, and this This is is the one that did it for you. You liked Repo, for Christ's sake. And this, like, that, I'll never get over that. So... I mean, the this fact is that just you're shocking. This to Repo, it's like, well, this is, I'm shocked. Oh, this I'm is this is shocked. miles Listen and mountains me. above Repo. Fuck you. When you said <laughs> when you, when you said to me, "Oh, we're watching Smiley," I thought this is my thought think, thinking process. I thought, well, he must not know what the fuck. He must not know anything about it. He must have just saw and saw. Oh, that looks kind of cool. So maybe saw the poster, which does look cool. Um, read the synopsis, which sounds cool, and thought like, "Oh, that'll be fun." And I was giggling inside because I was like, oh, shit, like, he's going to hate this. It's going to be so much fun to talk about because I know that you hate fucking everything. And the fact that you <laughs> I hate love fucking, fucking everything. everything. Hold on. I love fucking everything. I fucking hate oh, everything. God. OK. Yeah, so you, you, go. you hate everything. <laughs> and yet this is a film that you're going to be like, not so bad. Uh, I don't. I cannot, I cannot comprehend what is happening now. I really don't. Like, I don't know one redeemable thing about this goddamn piece of shit movie. I have told you why. I'll reiterate the facts why I like it. It's a slasher at its heart. To a degree, anyway. I like slashers. It reminds me of, like, 90s slashers. Like, 90s slashers. It's about the internet and YouTube and has all these people that I kind of, not grew up with, but... (laughs) <laughs> you know, like watched on the internet, and it 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 almost feels like I don't know how to phrase it, but like if a friend were to make a movie and put a lot of people you knew in it, but weren't necessarily friends with, you'd be like, "That's kind of cool." That's what this kind of feels like to me, anyway. Because, like I said, these personalities that you know were on YouTube when I started watching YouTube were there, like yesterday. I looked up Toby Turner, who's in this movie, just because I'm like, what the fuck has he been up to lately? And I'm like, oh, yeah, he's in this fucking movie. There he is. Like, it's one of those, like, coincidental things, right? So it hit the nostalgic notes, man. I don't get nostalgic too often, 
Uh, but it did hit those those sort of notes for me, and I could overlook like like I said, I I know the acting. In this is fucking atrocious. That was the first thing I said about it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the writing wasn't great, but it wasn't on like party bus to hell levels uh, of terribleness. It was. It could have been much worse. It could have been much better, of course, uh, but I don't think it was. Yeah, I don't know. Like I thought you would be like indifferent on this i didn't think you would hate it because it seems like a kind of movie that like it's like fucking fear street it's the same like feel this is the kind of movie so when you said that we had to watch this first of all i thought i I thought a couple things a lot of stuff went through my head at the same time and it's been a long time since i've seen it i saw it like when it came out and one and done for me right um and i thought one, I'm kind of happy because this would be fun to talk about, right? Because mm-hmm. we can hate on it, is what I thought. And then I thought, second thing I thought was like, fucking hell, that means I have to watch this movie. And I, it like, it took me, it took some effort for me to sit down and watch this movie. And unlike you, I actually give everything my undivided attention out of respect for the film and the podcast and the discussion. <laughs> so I sat there and watched this piece of shit. Oh my. With my undivided attention taking actual fucking notes. Which is insane when you see this movie that I took notes and and really concentrated and really and I and I also went in thinking like maybe it's better than I remember maybe it holds up a little bit more yeah that happened um, with sinister for you but 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 holy holy hell no it I hated it much worse than I did the first time the first time I just thought this is kind of stupid you know I didn't like have a visceral like I'm gonna burn the place down kind of reaction <laughs> this time I was like unacceptable okay and let me just tell you something so in the beginning the professor character is mm-hmm. kind of cool like i'm kind of into him i sort of like and, and i really for some reason i kind of dig scenes in movies where it is a professor talking about something and then whatever the lesson is kind of ties into the movie mm-hmm. and um I, I i really kind of like that i know it's tropey i know it's done a lot but for me i, I kind of like it when it's done well so there were scenes that i really enjoyed but then there's a scene where Ashley, the main character, goes to his office hours to talk to him about um, Smiley and what's happening and shit. Yeah. And, and it, you know, like I said, through, up to this point, it's a halfway point, I'm not really sure. Maybe it's, maybe it's further along. It's a little bit further than that, but yeah. Uh, up to this point, he's pretty cool. To pause at that point, I remember. He's pretty cool, right? Like, mm-hmm. he's at least, like, doesn't come, he doesn't give off any creepy vibes. He doesn't, like, give anything that makes it seem like he's a little off. But when he gets her in the office, he turns into the biggest psycho, creepo, just disgusting human being. Uh, He just on a dime flips. There's no explanation for it. There's no setup. He's just all of a sudden psychotic. And then they, I guess at this point, you're supposed to think, well, maybe he's smiley. Like they sort of set that up because he starts saying like, oh, it's just for the lulls. Which, why the fuck he would say that? I have no goddamn idea. I had a different interpretation of that scene. Oh, Jesus. Okay. My interpretation of that was she's losing her fucking mind and she's imagining this shit that's happening. She can't distinguish reality from, uh, you know, uh, fantasy or hallucinations or whatever. Because it's been leading up. She's been going, she used to be on bipolar meds and she's seeing a, a shrink. And I, I thought it was supposed to kind of insinuate that maybe all the weird shit that she's seeing is in her head. And it's not actually happening. 
Yeah, but I think that was a total red herring because I think it, well, that the it, reason that's what it turns out to be at the end. But in that particular scene, without knowing what happens after, that was my interpretation of it. But with knowing it's all a red hair, and then that scene makes absolutely 0.0 sets. Well, other than the scene itself being another red herring. And there's all kinds of, like, I also wrote down, this is another line I wrote down. So there's a whole lot of conversation about the nature of good and evil and, you know, God and what's real and what's not and mythology and all this shit, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. on its surface is kind of my jam. Like, I like this kind of shit. You know me. I'm always about, ooh, I'm all about the layers, you know? And the you hate pretentious movies. I fucking love pretentious shit, you know? Yeah. Well, what other people call pretentious? Art house stuff. I'm into it, right? Pretentious. This film, this film has no goddamn right trying to be pretentious. Like, there is a scene where they're, like, getting all philosophical. And I wrote down, I was like, this yeah. stupid film tries to be deep and philosophical. No, thank you. Like, this film should not no, have ever gone anywhere you. near that. It, it, it's <clears throat> jarring, and it's ridiculous. It, it takes, I mean, some of it, I feel like, on paper, looked like it could have been well-written. But when you put it in the context of this hideous film... Where nothing makes any sense and all these stupid people are doing all these stupid things and, and you just hate everyone. Then it's just disgusting when it happens. You're like, I don't, what the fuck are you even trying to do here? If you want to be a stupid slasher, fine. That's great. Like, I'm all for it. But, like, then you throw that shit in. But Scream has, like, philosophical discussions at times. Oh, my God. If you are comparing this to Scream. I How do you not compare that. it to Scream? Because Scream is actually well done and smart and intelligent and, like, creative. This is a piece of shit. Oh. Well then, tell me uh, how you really feel. And you know what else? Oh, what else? Uh, Shane Dawson's hair I, is I, for the time. I, I can't. I don't. I like, every twenty-year-old boy in two thousand ten to two thousand thirteen had that fucking hairstyle. Look at the Harry Potter movies. Oh my god! They all had that hairstyle in like the fifth one or something like that. Nobody has that hairstyle. Anymore. Her hairstyle has never existed in any time okay. history other than on Shane Dawson's head. No, I had that it's fucking awful. hairstyle at one point, oh. man. Oh my god, I need to see a picture of that. that no, you don't. Immediately. There are no pictures of it available. <laughs> um. Justin Bieber also, had that fucking hairstyle. It it does not work on Shane Dawson's. Like it, it just it's <laughs> it looks completely insane. And also, I think part of my, I think I would hate this film regardless, but part of my rage is the fact that, like, Shane Dawson is, like, one of the worst people on the planet. And uh, I he? know at the time. Like, what did he do? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we'll talk I, I, about I'm not, I'm not super up on uh, Shane Dawson. Like, I, I, I knew him. I watched some of his shit, but I, he was one of my favorites back in the day. So, at uh, at the time, he was, like, the biggest YouTube star around. Like, he yeah, was, like, he had, like, a billion. Called King of YouTube. Yeah. Um, and he had this really, like, he had this persona, which he plays up in this film, of, like, Mr. Super Likeable. Like, I'm just, like, this awesome good guy. Mm-hmm. And they, they really play on that in this film, which I think could have been clever, given his, uh, you know, his uh, sort of trademark at the time. <coughs> Sorry. Um, no, but turns out, he, turns out he actually is just a horrible human being, which sort of makes watching this in retrospect kind of weird and odd. Um, he basically got canceled, um, and YouTube he got canceled. He did, and YouTube demonetized his channel because of all kinds of shit. It came out like he had all kinds of like racist stuff and pedophilia stuff, and 
anti-Semitic stuff and stuff about bestiality and um, just all kinds of fucked like, up shit. Like, where did he say this shit? He had all these videos that got resurfaced where he was saying it on video. making it, And he kept saying, like, oh, that's a joke. But none of it was funny and it was all pretty, like, fucked up. And there was enough of it that came forward that, came forward that people were just like, mm, fuck this guy. I can't believe you didn't hear about this. It was kind of a huge deal because he was such a big star. And you being well, a Well, I mean, guy, to, to be fair, like, like everybody and their mom gets canceled nowadays for something they did 40 years ago. So I don't uh, really hear about it too much or, like, pay too much attention to it. Well, this wasn't a little thing. This wasn't like a, like, oh, we just resurfaced something from when you were 10. I mean, this was, like, you know, fairly, I mean, he hasn't been around that long, honestly. And he's not that old. So it was, like, fairly kind of recent shit. And it was a lot of it. And it was pretty pretty vile <laughs> I'm, I'm glancing over I'm, I'm looking at some of it now it looks like he said the n-word a lot he, he definitely had a ton of racist stuff um, I think the thing that got him in the most trouble is that he did a lot of a uh, pedophilia type stuff which is so funny because like in this movie they nickname him pedo bear yeah, yeah. and they <laughs> they give him that nickname but but not because they think he's a pedophile, but because he, like, ratted out someone on 4 yeah, for yeah. posting pedophilia. Yeah. Like, he actually was the good guy who posted and said that's inappropriate, and they got pissed off at him and then called him Pedo Bear. Yeah. Which makes it seem like he is a pedophile, which he actually is in real life. It's this, I guess, in a way, this movie is kind of meta well, well, hold and on. Was time. He... I don't know. Okay, I don't think it's fair to call him a pedophile because he made a joke on a podcast about pedophilia. In 2013 is what I'm reading here. He also joked about fucking his cat. I don't think he actually fucked his cat. Uh, I mean, if there were recordings of me in 2013, I'd probably be in jail. There's a video of him (laughs) looking at a uh, picture of Willow Smith, who was 11 at the time. Right. And, And he's basically like moaning and like making motions like he's jerking off and saying all kinds of shit and that's what really I think got him in trouble because um, but didn't James Gunn say the same thing and people were like oh it's just a joke oh not not about somebody specifically but he's like something about like being in a movie theater and like the little boy next to him or something like that isn't that what got him in trouble with Disney I don't and then I, people were like oh it was just a silly joke it's fine and then they brought him well, back and I think I don't remember the exact, I don't remember what got him in trouble, what he actually tweeted, but it was a tweet, a tweet, a single tweet. Mm-hmm. And this is like multiple videos. And the, the, his tweet was from a very long time ago, and this these were like not that long ago. I, I just don't think it's the same thing. All right. I mean, whatever. Then, I mean, if he's a fucking pedophile, then fuck him. But well, I don't know that he is a pedophile. <laughs> I mean, he just obviously has like very bad taste, and and like has if he's not any of these things, like if he's not a racist, if he's not a pedophile, if he's not whatever, right. then he doesn't understand. Like he's tone deaf, and he doesn't understand humor, and he uh, goes too far, and makes yeah, him I mean, come off very well, and and because he made like his empire on being like I'm this really good guy, right. I guess and, that kind of so, kind of fucks him up on that aspect. It, it's not like he came out and said like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna be like, you know, this uh, controversial character. I'm just gonna say fucked up shit for the for the for the lulz. For the lulz. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, watching him in this, I was like, ugh. You know, like it added an extra layer of like skeeviness to it. 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I come from the camp of uh, Ricky Gervais where there's nothing off topic when it comes to joking. As long as it's clear that it's a joke. <coughs> well, if there's somebody like Ricky Gervais, who's a genius, who understands humor on a really, like, complex, deep level, um, then he can say shit and it is clear when it's a joke and it is funny and but like Shane Dawson doesn't have that level of uh no he doesn't skill he's not he's not that. he's not comparable to to Ricky Gervais obviously I'm just saying like Ricky Gervais also said if I tell a joke and you're offended that's you you problem not a me problem and fine and like listen ultimately yeah like people this it's the consumer marketplace people have a right to decide whether they want to consume something from somebody that has offended them or not and people in mass decided like hey we don't want to fucking like support this guy and that's you know capitalism at work yeah sadly that's, <laughs> that's capitalism for you sorry i have something in my throat so i keep coughing. obviously bad for the podcast but i can't help it well you know what Ooh, I'm not going to make the joke. Never mind. Never mind. Thanks. We can pause for a second if you want, because I've got like this. <laughs> hmm. right. I'm going to probably keep coughing. Or we can just like, pep, you know, keep moving forward. Yeah, I'll write down the time and you clear your throat out. Jesus. Like, I know. It's like such, it's like the worst sin ever. It's like, how fucking dare she have to cough? That stupid um, bitch. She ruins everything. It's like so dramatic with you. And I feel so, like, stressed out. I'm like, oh, my God, Stephanie, please just be perfect and don't fuck anything up or Casey will just be outraged. It's a lot of pressure. Good. <laughs> you know how diamonds are made? Pressure. Oh, boy. So I'm like a diamond in the rough. Is that what you're saying? Oh, that's sweet. There you go. Um, Good thing I'm cutting that out. I will. T no, you're not. You're leaving that shit in. So we're leaving all that in just right there? Yeah. All right. Don't we have a thing about like authentic? Yeah, podcasting? sure, but not when you're coughing a lung up. Uh, oh my god! I like. <laughs> could you be any more dramatic? <laughs> I like gave this like tiny little like, <laughs> and you're like, oh, it's the worst. If you want to edit it, that's fine. It's on Whatever. you. Whatever. We'll leave it. Oh my god. We'll leave it behind the scenes. People, you know what? From 33 minutes on, just fast forward. That's all. Jesus H. Christ. <laughs> should we um should we talk about another film? Sure, but I have a question for you before we move on. Yeah, Since... and I have one more statement before we move on to you. Okay, get your statement out because my question has nothing to do with the film. Okay. So my statement about this film is you mentioned the Rotten <clears throat> Tomatoes score mm -hmm. on IMDb, which I know is, you know, I understand that IMDb is not the most credible source, but it has mm -hmm. a 3.4. Mm-hmm. And I was reading some of the reviews, which are gold. If you have time, you should go and read them. But my favorite, my favorite review on IMDb that I just need to point out, it's not, there's actually no text in the review. It's just the title. And the title is, this movie is so poor, I made an account just to warn others. And I was like, bravo, sir, bravo. Just perfect, perfect summation of this film. That's all. Sure. Okay. <laughs> So, you know, in honor of our newish format, where we're not just going to sit and talk about the movies and we're going to go off on tangents and embrace them, I'm going to start a tangent. And it may be very short. Maybe okay. very short. I have a question for you. So you 
live in Texas currently? Did you grow Scared. up in Texas? Yes. Did you grow up in the same town that you currently live in? No. No. Was it a small town? Uh, um, no, not particularly. Were there any local urban legends that you grew up with? I, this is a good question. Because you hear about like small, not small town, but like you hear about like southern United States and they always have like, especially movies, you know, like, oh, don't go out after dawn because the Snoop Dogg will get you or some bullshit like that, right? It's like yeah. a common stereotype. So I'm wondering sure. if that's like a thing that actually happens or if it's just like a movie trope. I mean, no, I think it actually happens. I mean, I know, uh, I definitely like heard of stuff. There wasn't really anything I think that like was specific to where I grew up, which was, uh, if anybody's familiar, really sort of in the, the Dallas, Texas area. So mm-hmm. um, I didn't live in Dallas. I live like in a suburb outside of there, but it was still pretty it was pretty much in the thick of everything. Like I went to right. a big high school and stuff. So it wasn't like, but I did, you know, there was definitely stories that people would say, and I can't think of anything specific because there was nothing that was like, Oh my God, this is what our town's famous for. Right. Um, but I've definitely, you know, there, I remember, and I'm going to butcher it, but the, the one, which is like, it's funny. Cause when you, when you hear it when you're young and, and it's somebody's like, Oh, this happened close by you think that it's specific to your location and then you get older and you're like, Oh, every single place in America right, has yeah, that like same yeah. legend. Like the one about like the school bus, the school bus full of dead children and the fingerprints on the car and shit like that. Mm-hmm, familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember stuff like that, but nothing that stands out as like, Oh yeah, this was like a big thing in our town. But again, I didn't grow up in one of the small towns. Um, so, but I, I know there was a, there's a lot of that stuff like around Texas, like, especially because when I got a little older, I got really obsessed with like haunted places. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, legends about like, oh, this happened here, or this shit happened here and now it's haunted. So more of that kind of stuff. That's not a great answer, I know. But yeah, I don't have anything that like super stands out. Well, that's I think a that is a, I think that is a thing. I think that everybody's got kind of a, or most people have sort of a, a legend that's either happened in their area or they know of that happens somewhere around. Hmm. Interesting. You don't have that in Canada? You guys don't have like urban legends and folklore and shit? Uh, well, we do, obviously. Every place does. But, I mean, nothing... I, like, I grew up in basically Toronto. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's a biggish city. It's a, well, it's a big city in Canada, anyway. So, it, not really. I mean, the only thing that I can think of is... After the whole, like, Paul Bernardo and uh, Carla Homolka thing, one of the girls that got killed by them missed her curfew, and her parents locked her out and said, you can sleep on the fucking porch tonight. And that's how they got her. Uh, So after that, it was like, if your kid misses curfew, whatever you do, don't fucking lock them out, because they'll get taken. That was, like, about it. Yeah. Yeah, nothing nothing crazy exciting. Just kind of like a real world warning, you know, <laughs> like well, Yeah, your kid missed curfew. Don't that doesn't mean, you know, let them fucking freeze to death or get taken by a serial killer. That made me think of when you said that I kinda that's why I kinda paused because it made me think of um living in the South, the satanic panic. Mm. That was up here too. 
That was yeah, uh, and very big in Alberta and Saskatchewan. Like, yeah, a lot of a lot of urban legends about devil worshippers and you know being out late at night and then getting you and shit. Yeah, yeah, all the uh, the baby sacrifices that yeah never, that were never reported. These people had their babies taken, but never uh, <laughs> never reported missing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> so the Christians stupid. are fun, you know. They yeah. really give us some good material. I mean, that's kind of a good segue into the uh, the next film. It is a great segue. Well, I mean, it's an okay segue, I guess. Antrim. What the fuck is it called? Antrim? Antum? So it's called Antrim. Antrim. Um, which I, I have this prediction. And I sort of thought that before we started the podcast. I was like, you know what's going to happen? So in my mind, we watched two films. Mm-hmm. We watched one film that was a pile of shit. Mm-hmm. And one film that was pretty fantastic. And I was like, what's going to happen is that Casey's going to come in and be like, the shitty <laughs> film, he's going to be like, it's pretty good. And then the great film, he's going to be like, yeah, I, I, I hated it and resonated with me at all. So um, we'll see if our prediction is true. But uh, Antrim is the film that I personally thought was fantastic. I hadn't seen it. It was on my radar. That was one of those films that I don't know why I haven't seen by now because it's so up my alley. Mm-hmm. But I missed it. <clears throat> somehow and then when we were talking about this theme i was like oh shit i can finally watch this movie and i'm actually really excited about it and it'll be a great it'll be great because hopefully it's good it'll be a nice palate cleanser after watching smiley <laughs> um but antrim is a 2018 canadian mockumentary horror film um it is divided into two parts it's got an opening and closing frame narrative in the form of a mockumentary and then which the mockumentary is basically talking about this cursed film and then you actually see the film the cursed film which is the feature presentation mm-hmm. um so the documentary purports to tell the story of antrim a movie released in the late 70s that supposedly has deadly effects on those who watch it the bulk of the movie is allegedly the only known print of the film which has itself been altered by an unknown third party um it was developed by the filmmakers uh during while they were working on another project together they were brainstorming possible scenarios for that film, um, and they came up with this idea about a cursed film and thought, oh my god, that would make a great standalone film, and actually took that and made Antrim out of it. Um, for the film's occult aspects, they studied various historical and cultural depictions of demons and the devil. It made its world premiere at the Brooklyn Horror Film Festival in October 2018. Um, it was nominated for a lot of awards, then Uncorked Entertainment picked it up and distributed it. Um, in fall of 2019. It's received overwhelmingly positive reviews from critics who praised its atmosphere, acting, and creativity. Um, While a few detractors commented on its bad pacing, long runtime, and uh, lack of a a real plot. So um, that's Antrim. Um, As I mentioned, I thought this movie was pretty fucking awesome. But I'm very curious to hear what you thought. So the whole thing about this movie is you watch it, you die, right? Like, Mm -hmm. that was the whole mythos behind it. Sadly, about halfway through, I didn't die, and I was really, really hoping to. That is devastating. I'm sorry. Uh, Because... You hated it. I hated it. Hated every fucking second of it. The actual fuck is wrong with the case. What is actually wrong in your head? I really need I, to know. I dug the documentary aspects of it. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was really cool. I thought that was really well done. And I was hoping that was what the whole film was going to be. And then they showed this like 17 hour long experimental indie piece, which I had zero interest in, which made zero sense, which was boring as fuck. 
I don't know what they're talking about. Good acting. There's no good acting in this fucking movie. And talk about poor dialogue. This movie is nothing but terrible dialogue. Oh my God. Um, and sequence of events that didn't make sense. Um, one plot piece to another. It was just kind of like a series of interconnecting lines that were very... It looked kind of like a serial killer fucking board. Like the detective would draw the strings to this side and this side. And like, look, this is a movie. And that's what they kind of put together here. I could not wait for it to end. And it took way too long to get to that fucking ending. And I did not like... Like I said, I liked the, the documentary aspect. That was basically... All that I liked in this movie. Holy shit. <laughs> I mean, I, I am sometimes I first of all, ninety-nine point nine percent of the time I'm super grateful that we don't do a video podcast. <laughs> um, but but every once in a while I'm like video would be fun, only because while you were talking, my mouth is like gaped. A gaped? Open. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm just yeah. like I, I'm I'm I, I wouldn't say I'm surprised because this is kind of par for the course for you. <laughs> but also I am surprised because I thought this was so fucking cool and smart and creative and compelling. And the fact that you're like, ugh, it, it really, I, I, I'm almost, which is not good for a podcast. I'm really speechless. I really don't know what to say next after that sort of synopsis. There's nothing to say because it was terrible. You yes. disagree with me and we move on. How, how did we spend, I don't know how long, it's not like four hours talking about Smiley. And we're spent probably going to spend 30 minutes. We're probably going to spend five minutes on Antrim because now I'm like, okay, well then I don't have anything else to say because, because I you don't agree with understand. me. And you're finally no. getting a taste in music. Music? <laughs> movies. I don't know where the fuck the music yeah, came I think, from. I think we're talking about movies. Maybe that's the problem is that you think we're talking about music. And that's Wait, I thought this was a music video. Wait, what? <laughs> no. Um,. No, I don't know, um, man. Like, you boy. have this weird taste in film. Like, you, say, <laughs> it, you can't just have entertainment for entertainment's sake. It has to have all these fucking layers for you to like it. It has to be like the Shrek onion. Oh, I like a, you're just, just full of like shit that needs to be unpacked when you just can't look at a movie and be like, oh, look, that's a fun fucking movie. I sat down and watched for an hour and a half, and now I can get on with the rest of my life. But you're talking about palate cleansers before. Thank fuck. The new season of, quote-unquote, new season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine was on Netflix after this. Because I was just like, oh, good lord, something good. And the last season ain't even that good. Comparatively. Um, where do we go from here? Uh, <laughs> you know, one of my friends on Instagram, when I, I posted... I think I saw that. This movie was so overrated. No, 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 no. no. Um, <laughs> Somebody did post that though, didn't they? I don't remember seeing that. I feel like maybe you made that Cause up. Because no, because I was going to comment on it. You might, you must have deleted it then, because it didn't agree I, with no, your I did not. Tol I don't totalitarian the point of view. <laughs> um, no, one of my friends was like, because I, I, we do this thing where we're like, guess the film, and we post like uh, mm -hmm. stills from the film, and you can people guess that we we're talking about Antrimen. Somebody guessed that we we're talking about Antrimen. Was like. Um, and I I don't remember the exact quote, so this is not trying to like quote it, but it was essentially like, oh my god, I love that film. I'm so glad you're talking about it. I can't wait to hear you talking about it. 
But then mm. they said, but I can't wait to hear Loathing talk about it because they knew, like I knew, that you were going to hate on this. <laughs> and it was going to be painful because we both really liked this film. Uh-huh. I almost, you know what, like I almost wish that we only watched shit films because when we watch a film that I love, it's almost this really painful experience because I know you're going to ruin it for me. I know you're going to take something I love and just destroy it. And that anticipation of like, ugh, like this is going to be so hard because I'm so excited about this film and I want to say great things and I want to just coo and awe about it and you're going to just shit all over it and it's just going to ruin my day. And yeah. it's painful. Yeah. that's It's emotionally devastating. I have psychological scars from this podcast now, which Good. I know makes you happy. I know. Yeah. Exactly. I knew that was like your goal. Um, all right. Let me say a couple things. <laughs> I feel like, say away. I feel like we need to say some things other than like that you thought it was shit. And I don't fucking get that whatsoever. Um, I'm going to give you some things. Um, I'm going to give you that. I did think that the documentary <clears throat> portion of this mm-hmm. was more compelling. Um, I, because I loved every minute of that when this film started and it started with that, documentary style which i thought was so well done and so interesting i was like if you gave me a whole movie of that i would be in i would be watching the shit out of it i almost wanted that to be a real documentary not a mockumentary because if that was a real documentary about this like supposedly cursed film right it would have been super fucking interesting that would have been like the coolest thing i'd ever seen in my life Um, yeah i've been like cropsy that movie uh, ever seen cropsy yeah i have yes yeah i like cropsy um yeah i i loved the hell out of that i thought that was so and it was so believable and it was so like well executed um that that i will give you that that in comparison to the feature film um i i can understand that disappointment because the film is obviously a completely different animal Mm -hmm. um now i liked i personally thought it was cool as shit um, I love the fact that it's like kind of two movies in one. I think that's really cool. Um, I thought that the film itself that they showed, the cursed film, mm-hmm. was really, I I was, I mean, yes. Okay, I'm going to give you this as well. Not much happens. Um, it is long and <clears throat> artsy, um, which I think is the point because they even talk about like it's this weird sort of like um, surrealist kind of art film that was famous because of its reputation. And there's this like when they're talking about the documentary, they talk about how it got spit into all these film festivals and it got denied all of them because it's not something that you wouldn't it, it by itself is not something that you'd be like, yeah, like people need to fucking see this. But the way that they did that film after setting up this mythology about it, I thought it was just really cool. I thought the child actors were actually really great, um, which is not easy. A lot of times child actors are not great at all. I thought they were really good. And I thought it was pretty creepy. And I thought there was some, like, really, like, the sound design was very cool. Um, the way it was shot was really cool. I was into it. Yeah, I mean, it, it hit, like, some of the notes that I would generally like. Like, all the the demonology and yeah, that you sort of stuff that shit. but just the way it was presented i was just like jesus fucking christ can this end like i thought it was gonna be like i looked up nothing about this i knew nothing about it going in completely blind so like i said when i saw that first 
you know, five or 10 minutes, however long that little uh, documentary aspect in the beginning is, I was like, oh, this is going to be sweet. And then they're going to show the short film. I thought it was going to be a short film. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be 17 hours long. I thought it was going to be a short film and they're going to show five minutes of it. And that would have been so much creepier. Now, like, I can, I understand now why people died after watching this movie because they fucking killed themselves. Ugh. In the documentary aspect of this, because it was so long and boring, like I just wasted that much time in my life. No point. That's it. Done. Over. So it would have been so much better if this movie was if they showed the short, and it was about five ten minutes long, and after that it continued on with the documentary aspect. Would have been great. Would have been fantastic. I would love this movie, but no, they reversed it. Showed. 142 hours of nothing <laughs> and then book ended like you said by about 10 minutes of pretty cool stuff that's that that's the summation of this I, yeah um wow yeah I you know besides knowing that you're probably gonna you're probably just going to ruin my day um, and hate on something I thought was pretty cool. Um, I guess I was naively optimistic that you would find this really cool because I know that you're into all that demon shit. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really cool. And like I said, the, the premise, the setup, the idea behind this movie is really good. I just think the execution was awful. It was terrible. Canadian filmmaking or not, No, I really love this film. I thought it was very, I thought it was very original. Um, I really love the fact that it felt like something, because, you know, we, we talked about this quite a bit. It's, I feel like it's difficult to, you know, when you watch as much horror as I do, it's, you, you start to feel like, oh, I've seen everything. Mm -hmm. and, and it's not true. I haven't seen everything, and I am surprised regularly, but it does feel like, I mean, you talk a lot about, like, well, I've seen this before, and, and I... I counter, well, haven't we seen everything before? Really, it's just different ways of interpreting the same things we've seen over and over again. Sure. Um, but this felt really different and really, like, different. Not just the idea <clears throat> of it. Not just, like, oh, it's a, it's this mockumentary slash feature film, you know, slash all these different things. But the execution of it, everything, like, just felt very, felt very well thought out, very well executed. Um really unlike anything that I can recall seeing and something that really stayed with me. Like it's not one of those films that as soon as I finish watching it, I'm going to forget and move on with my life. Like this is one of those ones that I am going to, that's going to linger and I'm going to think about a lot. And I, I don't know, like for some, you always say that that's such a, that's what you want out of films. And I'm just surprised that this didn't resonate more. Yeah. I mean, it'll stick with me too. Just mm -hmm. in my nightmares. But not in, like, the good nightmares. Um, the one towards, like, a living nightmare. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like this podcast. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, I didn't research to see if this was actually true. This is the first time I've heard this. Um, but there was, in the documentary portion, there was one of the guys that was talking about how hospitals used to be next to movie theaters, and people would go to the theaters to actually heal. And so he was talking about... Mm, that seems so could to me. He was like, so could the opposite be true where, you know, a, a movie actually harms you? And he's like, I think it, that's possible. 
And I don't know, I need to do some research. I didn't have time to, but that idea is pretty fucking cool if it's true. And I feel like it, I feel like a lot of the stuff in the documentary, I mean, not obviously not stuff about the film, but when they talk about the demonology aspects and stuff like that, it was all researched and true. Or the mythology's true. You know what I mean? Right, um, yeah. So I feel like that is a true statement, but I've never heard it before. And I it, need to research it. It I doesn't, it. doesn't sound doesn't, real but, to me, but... But I do believe in the power of, like... I mean... I, I mean, I want to believe that because I, I am a big believer in the importance of films. Oh, what are you doing? I see. I hear you typing away. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to look this up. I was like, I always get in trouble if I make the slightest sound and I can hear clicky, clicky, clack so loudly right now. Really? It's that loud? I even took away my, 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 my mechanical keyboards. Loud. Yeah. Um, yeah, Mr. Professional is really like being super unprofessional right now. Yeah, I know. Uh, just a quick Google search does not confirm that. Well, I would like it to be confirmed, and I think it's going to be my next research project, <clears> because <throat> if it is true, that's fucking amazing, and if it's not true, it's I a think, pretty cool thing to make up. I think, it, like, um, it, it's it's made up, it might be true in the universe in which this movie is set, because obviously, like, this movie didn't actually kill 70 people, or whatever they claimed it said they killed, right? Uh, everybody who's ever watched it. So I think that was just part of the universe building. Maybe. I liked it, though. I liked the idea of it quite a bit. And I also really liked it at the end. Um, so, it, you know, it opens and closes with the documentary. Mm -hmm. And one of the last things they say is one of the talking heads says, I believe in the power of fear. And I'm like, it gave me chills. It's fucking great. Like, this is definitely like, one of those like love letters to horror that mm -hmm. I appreciate the hell out of. Let me ask you a question. Let me change the subject a little bit. Okay. Because I, I, I really asked myself this when I was, when I was watching this movie. Mm -hmm. So the premise is, the condensed premise is that the producers of this film, so the, after um, a ton of tragedies around this film, where it got screened in a the theater and then it caused like a mass riot and a lot of people got injured and killed. Mm -hmm. um, so after that, the the copy of the the copy of the film got lost and it was lost for like 20 years. And the producers of this film found a copy of the film at an estate sale and it was like the only known surviving copy. And they did a screening of and they billed it as "Come see the deadliest film ever made." Right. And of course people win. Um, and I I just want, like, if if you had an opportunity, if you knew that this film existed and it had this kind of lore around it, and this was this universe was true that this mm -hmm. film was set in, mm -hmm. and you got an opportunity to go to a screening of the deadliest film ever made, would you go? No. Really? Because I think I would. And I was just... You know, we talked about in the beginning of, like, a lot... Most of these films are about... When we talk about urban legend, they're about, like, the people that do the thing that makes the urban legend come true, for the most part, know about the urban legend and do it anyway because they don't think it's true and they just think it'd be fun to, like, test their luck. Right? right, but if there were, like, actual confirmed cases of Candyman, then no, I wouldn't say fucking Candyman three times in the mirror. But I guess the if thing is... If there were confirmed so cases of people watching this movie 
and like perfectly well, healthy individuals just dropping dead after watching this movie. No, I wouldn't go fucking see it. And you can't really. Here's the thing, though. You can't really confirm. No, you can't confirm it was the movie that did it. Right. Right. I mean, there's people. There's people now. And let me. We always have to get political in every episode. So let's Mm. let me fucking do that right now. Okay. There's people in America, at least. America. We're the, you know, worst fucking country right now on the planet. Um, who a good portion, and I don't mean like a small portion. I mean a good portion of us, who think that COVID is fake, even though obviously. We have overwhelming evidence of COVID-confirmed deaths. Right. But those people still think that people are inflating the numbers, that they died from some other reason, and it just got attributed to COVID so that it would look like COVID killed them so that we could cause this big conspiracy and the boogeyman and blah, 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 blah. Right? So that's a a thing. That's fucking COVID. I mean, that's pretty – the evidence is pretty strong. Like, I got – you got COVID and you died from COVID complications. And there's people who still deny that. So you take something like this, which is far removed from that, where it's just like, okay, somebody happened to die coincidentally after watching this movie. And then a few of those cases happened and people started to like form a rumor like, oh, what if the movie's killing him? It's very easy to think how you would think. Uh, that's, that's a cool idea. That's fun, you know, to think about that. But right. more than likely, this movie is not going to kill me if I watch it. Like, I think that the majority of sane people would think, yeah, that's creepy. It's a creepy story. And it's urban legendy. And yes, people. Some people did die. And yes, you could probably draw a parallel that they watched this movie. But you're not gonna assume. It doesn't make a lot of logical sense that the movie, well, quote unquote, killed them. But didn't they say like it was theater, like a, a whole theater full of people? Like well, the fifty people, every person who laid eyes on it died almost immediately after. So there was one theater where the theater caught on fire and people died. Now again, like. Things catch on fire. Like, it is creepy to think that it's the movie, like it's a satanic influence, but it it's not out of the realm of possibility that it, that it just caught on fire. Mm-hmm. And then the second one in the theater was, there was like a mass panic and there was a stampede, but it they found out that one of the guy, one of the people that worked there had slipped LSD into the popcorn butter and right. made everybody like lose their shit. Right. So, ostensibly, it's the LSD that, did the, that like caused the problem. They just happened to be at a screening of the movie. Right. And I guess my point is, is that like, I was thinking, I would be so fucking curious if you told me a movie like that existed and I had the chance to see it. It, it, But like, if you go see it and then something bad happens to you, then like, if you're watching a horror movie where somebody went to see a movie where they knew that it was quote unquote cursed and Mm -hmm. they died, you'd be like, what fucking serves you right, idiot? Like, they told (laughs) you it was cursed. Why'd you go see it? But in real life, we do this shit all the time where we're like... I gotta, I gotta fucking see this. Well, and, usually um, it's a marketing ploy. Yeah. Right. But like, I think even if it wasn't, even if there was like real, like this is a real thing where people were. Wasn't that like with the Exorcist? People were thinking that as well. I don't remember. Because a lot of people know. like had very visceral reactions to the Exorcist when it came out. And yeah, I, but I'm I don't pretty sure there was that, like a curse thing associated with it. Well, that's one of those films that like. The people like Poltergeist, right? Where people yeah. associated with the film, like the film is cursed and so bad shit happens. Yeah, well, like that. Well, that's because like a couple of actors on the the who worked on the Poltergeist died. Yeah, but isn't Exorcist sort of the same thing? 
Uh, I don't know if it's anybody not actually watching it died. That makes you curse, right? Well, I think that I think that's what the, the thing about it was. Or people believe like you allowed the devil into your heart or your soul because you watched The Exorcist. Uh, I don't know if anybody actually died in during production. I think there was something about those stairs. I think something actually I, happened on those stairs, either say, during or after the filming of it. I will say that when I watched Antrim and I watched the film <clears throat> part of it. Hmm. I could imagine, like, I did, and maybe that's why I liked it so much. Like, I really let myself get sucked into the mythology of it. And I imagine myself watching this film, because I really do feel like I would go see a film that they said was cursed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as fucking stupid as that sounds, I think I would have to, right? And then I imagine, like, if I was watching this, knowing that it had this history, how fucking creepy it would be. You know, and those scenes were, like, the devil's, like, staring at you and shit. I, like, it was, like... God, I'm like maybe, maybe I am being cursed right now. Like there was something kind of taboo about it that felt very cool. I really, I really liked it, and and maybe it was because of just me imagining. It, it's like the power of my, you know the mind of imagining what that would be like seeing a film. Because I feel like I would watch a film, and even if the film wasn't great, if I knew the history about it, mm-hmm. it would it would make the film so much creepier than it was already was. And I had that experience while watching that, which I think is what made me like it so much. You know me, layers. I like layers. Yeah, I know you like layers, but I mean, (laughs) layers for layers sake is just like putting a bunch of, you know, big heavy blankets on your bed in the middle of summer just for having them. They don't serve any purpose. They're just kind of there and they're a little annoying and they get all hot and you got to kick a few off. Hmm. That's what I feel about forced layers. And I feel like this is a forced layer movie. I don't think it was forced layer. I think it was all very mm. intentional and very I think like, it had to be forced because they did the whole mockumentary thing on it. So they had to have something like, quote unquote, substance. Well, but it's not. I mean, I think the idea for the film is the mock. I think the mockumentary is the critical part of the film. I think they show the film. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. Like that's why I said. I like that's why like, I think it should have been a short. It shouldn't have been a fucking ninety-three hour long slog fest. Do you think he might make sense or just a just a tad? No, just a, a wee bit. Because that's what it felt like, man. <laughs> like I felt like I could have had like four naps, had dinner, taken a shower, gone and worked out, and they still would have been like, "There's a demon over there. That's Cerberus. That's the dog from hell." Like like like. I loved it. I know you did. But you love everything. No, but I I clearly don't. You don't. You don't like the good ones. Yeah, you don't like the fun movies. uh, Yeah, Yeah, right. Smiley's one of the good ones. You're right, Casey. I'm just going to double down. It's the best slasher movie of this generation. And I actually will (laughs) say that I love this because it just proves my point. Whenever you hate on something, I can just refer back and be like, well, let's go listen to the Smiley episode. And people will be like, oh, I see. He just doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. I get it. I and it, it really helps. That. It helps. It helps a lot. Know. So thank you. Thank you for this. I mean, I think <laughs> I, I don't, I, I don't know. I think you think a lot of people agree with you on stuff, but I'm, I think you'd be surprised. Well, I mean, I would be surprised, but I'm happy to be surprised. Like, people, you guys can, like, prove me wrong and call in and say that, like, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. That's fine. Or go on social media and comment and say that, like, Casey's right and I'm wrong. I can take it. No, you can't. I'm very sensitive, but I can take it. 
But I just don't, I don't know. And maybe I am uh, delusional, but I'm not sure that that's the case. I think you are. Like, well, like I said, I don't think Smiley was a masterpiece, but I think it was fine. It was fun for what it was. I don't think there was any redeeming funness to, to and, Antrim. And for what it was, do you mean pile of shit? Like it was fun for the pile of shit that it was? Sure. All right. Compared to the other piles of shit you've made me watch in this fucking podcast. I make you watch some Terrible movies. Films. Amazing Terrible. Films. Amazing. Absolutely terrible films. Like, I, you know how I can never take your opinion as, as like, good ever? It's because you liked Party Bus to Hell. <laughs> well, Unironically. Uh- you're like, they should have won Oscars. It should like, people should have been like promoted to the executive producer of God because they were in this movie. Okay. You guys go back and listen to the Party Best to Hell episode and, and hear how, how much you liked Casey it. Yeah. Is right now. No, you loved that movie. I did not ever say that it was you good or loved. deserved Oscars or was like some kind of like really revolutionary piece of cinema. You. I said. Love that I understood that what it was trying to be and that it was fun. But you didn't understand what Smiley was trying to be. I, I don't think Smiley <laughs> was fun and I don't think it like did anything that it was like trying to do. I think it just I, felt you talk about like lazy shit all the time. It felt lazy. Oh, of and, course like, it was lazy. It was tropey and derivative and full of But it was fine for this one but not for the things that I Yeah, did. because it was exactly what it wanted to be. I think that's exactly what they wanted to do with it. Just a dumb, stupid slasher flick with YouTubers. Yeah, and I feel like it was just a cash grab because it was like, oh, we'll put, like, famous YouTube people in here and people will see this shit. I don't know if that's, like, the formula for a cash grab, to be fair. Especially in 2012. Maybe nowadays, if you stuck, like, PewDiePie or Markiplier in something, you might get a few extra, like, movie goers to it. But back in 2012, I'm not sure if that was the formula for a money grab. I mean, like I said, at the time that this movie was made, I was very well aware of Shane Dawson. Right. And I'm not a YouTube person. Like, I don't watch that shit. It makes me fucking crazy. So for me to be aware, well aware, and to know who he is and what his shtick was and all that shit means that, like, it was probably a big fucking deal at the time. Well, I mean, it it only, like, I don't think it got a theatrical release, but uh, on, like, the Rotten Tomatoes stats trivia section whatever it only sold 30,000 copies so it didn't have a money grab to it well I'm sure they expected it I mean then people saw it and was like uh yeah this movie is an abomination and everybody stayed away (laughs) rightfully so oh Casey this was I I mean I want to say incredibly unexpected but it it wasn't unexpected it was exactly what I expected sadly I I expect this sort of chaos in our world when we do cheer and loathing. Good. So I guess thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what to say. Uh, But yeah, I guess this was fun. I say with hesitation. It was either either a nightmare or a good time and somewhere in between. I'm not really sure. Well, I mean, we had mediocrity and just downright terrible this week mm-hmm. for movies sure sure that's exactly what we had <laughs> that's exactly what it was oh, we had a forgettable boy. and i wish i could forget 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I mean... It, Interesting well, it, summation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, is. <laughs> it is. I mean, it, it, all I can hope for, though, is that despite how forgettable <laughs> these movies were mm-hmm. and, you know, I how much I wish I could have forgotten yep. Atrium, I really, really hope you don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Nailed it again. I know. Every week. Hit it, you hit it out of the park every damn time. I have to. It's my job. Somebody's got to, right? Somebody has to. Because I'm sure as hell not going to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you can do that. Or you can call in on Anchor uh, and leave a voice memo thingy. And we will play it at the end of the episode. Unless it's full of like racism and hate speech. In which case, you can go fuck yourself. Yeah, because that is reserved for Smiley. Not on this podcast. Okay, they used the word retarded <laughs> like three times. Like Calm your times. woke ass down. <laughs> oh boy. Um, yeah. I, I, this, I would definitely want your opinion, as we mentioned. I mean, I, I think that everyone agrees with me, but I would love to hear You always not true. think everybody agrees with because you. Because I'm, I have smart, valid opinions so even though like, like normal people should agree with me two of our reviews two of our like five reviews say yeah you know what casey's right fucking hate wow. nick cage Ugh. so well, guys i i want to have more faith in our listeners in this so please please me like, too me too it's a lose-lose situation most for of you guys are smart and good yeah me too me too. So, I mean, if you agree with me and you just don't blindly love everything, <laughs> then uh, you have a brain in your head and a head on your shoulders and mm-hmm. arms on your shoulders and shoulders on your torso and you're a human being, you know. Yeah. Head and shoulders, knees and toes. Exactly. All those things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Please let us know if... You agree with the right person or the wrong person. I'll let you decide who that is. Mm-hmm. Me too. Alrighty. Uh, until <laughs> next time when we will have a brand new theme and uh, new movies to discuss and more yeah. arguments to be had, so on and so forth. One of these days we're just going to like agree on everything. Can you imagine? I'm pretty sure we had one episode where we're both like, these movies were meh. That's not fun. No. Maybe we'll no. both be passionate about something. I should say that. Like, passionate. Well, then we gotta get some Avengers up in this this shit. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna happen. <laughs> I know. Alright, well, thanks for listening. Yeah, until next time. Goodbye. Bye.